With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Leafs Nation, we're back and we're in your ears. Here we go. And if you're watching us on YouTube, thank you very much. Drop a subscribe if you haven't already. Ride shotgun with my guy, D434, Mr. Dylan Fournier. And we are doing the Leafs Weekender. The Leafs have a big week of brewing. But let's talk about the week that was for the Toronto Maple Leafs. Two and one, my friend. The Leafs pick up victories against the Arizona Coyotes and the New York Rangers this week. Losing to the Vegas Golden Knights. Hey, they spanked us in our barn like we spanked them in theirs. Yep. It is what it is. Sheldon Keefe gets chirped up. We'll talk about that later on the show. But, Dilly, what are your takeaways from the week that was for the Toronto Maple Leafs? Solid, solid week. Um, very proud of the boys for staying consistent. Um, I, I feel like normally at this point in the year, there's a little bit of inconsistency. Um and I'm just glad that they're kind of plowing through uh, the games that they need to. They're showing up against the opponents that they're supposed to show up against, and they're not uh, letting bottom feeder teams, you know, kind of beat their rear end in. Um, you know, we've had uh, our fair share of injuries throughout the season, and um, the guys that have come back have played really well. Uh, shout out to Wool, and um, they. I, I think this team has kind of finally proven that uh, they're they're a serious contender this year. So uh, yeah, I'll say this about this week. Obviously, I, I'd still say that Morgan Riley bounces in effect here with you know the way he galvanized that squad. You got Ryan Reeves firing up the crowd, pointing to the muscle, the Rempe fight, um, the other fight earlier in the week as well uh, with uh, O'Brien. Uh, the Arizona fight, that was a good one as well. This guy here has come to play. Everyone has done their job in this Leaf lineup. Wool comes back looking good between the pipes. Yaron Crow's come back, doesn't miss a beat. Um, everybody who has stepped in has looked well. Guys, don't worry. Nick Robertson will be back and playing with this team very shortly. Uh, he is not going to be staying down the Marlies. Uh, he's already been told, and we've been told, that he is a part of this squad going forward. Um but we'll look forward to this week coming up. The Leafs have a big, bad week of Bruin. And I use that term because they play the Bruins twice. They play the Buffalo Sabres, the Habs, all teams that give the Leafs trouble, but all teams where 
located in the Atlantic Division, which means, hey, I know Buffalo is not catching them. I know the Habs, hi Habs fans, I know you're here, aren't catching us. But the Bruins are above us in the standings by six points. This could really flip the script and bring a swing to where the Leafs could catch up with those games in hand. So I'm looking at this week and I say, I want to see a 3-0-1 week for the Maple Leafs. What do you think, Dylan? I think it's very uh, attainable. I would. You said 3-0-1? I would probably, 3-0-1 for the Maple Leafs, baby. Let's go. I'd probably say it might, like it might slide into the 3-1-0, but um, I, I'm pretty confident um, in our overtime positions as of late um like late in games uh we've been really good um but yeah I, I think we like split the games against uh the Bruins um and then hopefully we show up against the Habs and Buffalo because we know that those bottom feeder teams in our division always seem to uh want to show up against us because they know that it's uh it's big big time television uh as you know the Ottawa Senators always love to show up against us as well they do, they do. Well, listen, it would be great for the Toronto Maple Leafs here this week, like I said, to go 3-0-1 for this trip. And I say that because you beat the Bruins twice, you come within two points of them, that's not a bad thing at all. You beat the Buffalo Sabres, there's some reason you're kryptonite sometimes. And then the Habs, we all know, it doesn't matter where the Habs are in the standings, the Maple Leafs, they have a trouble with Le Habitant. So it's never a good thing. But if you can come out with a possible seven of eight points out of these four games. I'm liking what I'm seeing, but I'm also liking the fact that I think you give Joe Wool the back-to-back, the second game against the Boston Bruins and yeah. see what the young man can turn in. I think it's a split this week, two games for Samsonov, two games for Wool, and you see who comes out of it more unscathed, who yeah. looks better, who looks positionally more sound, but if you get seven of eight points, that's huge right now. And we're going to leave you trucking towards the trade deadline on Friday. I, I, I'm pumped. I'm pumped. Obviously, you have that later on in the in the uh, notes there. Um, I, I think um, also um, we kind of get to see um, what it's going to be like to you know possibly face off against somebody. Um, that we might face off in, in the playoffs. Um, I think these Boston games are going to be really, really close. Um, they're going to be high energy. Uh, there's going to be a lot of, uh, you know, blows after the whistle, most likely scrums after the whistle. Um, but I, uh, I think this week is going to be exciting, especially I think, like you said, uh, we're going to see who kind of, Takes the net here, most likely, uh, going forward. All right, well, let's go into it right now before we jump into the GBU. I want to know from you, right off the top of your head, who do you want to face? Obviously, a lot of fans last year, we want Florida. I was a Boston guy myself. I really want to see the Boston Bruins. I really wanted that to happen. I want to slay that beast. And, I mean, right now, the Boston Bruins, they are a slipping. But who would you rather face? The Lorax and the Florida Panthers? Or the Boston Bruins, who are the big bad Bruins? What team would you want right now? And I want to know off the top of your head. For me, it's the Bruins all day long. I want to put that bear to bed, and I want to move forward. Uh, we have no 
real big history against the Florida Panthers in the playoffs. So um, I would love to slay the dragon. That is the Boston Bruins. You know, the, the, maybe, maybe it's called the curse of the Bruins uh, in our eyes. Um, I, th- I think it would be entertaining. Um, and I think that it could push us further into the playoffs. It gives us that boost, that energy, you know, we were, we were, pretty shocked last year in round two against Florida, obviously. But um, I think that going against Boston is like, it gives you the original six kind of energy. You get that good old tough, tough uh, hockey. And um, it's entertainment for television. Um, And, you know, Maybe there's uh, a few Revo fights in there too. I don't know who the heck their their big bad guys are. In Trent Frederick would be the guy over there. I think would be the one stepping to the plate. But even still, in the playoffs, I wouldn't even want to see Revo fight. I want to see him get under people's skin. And remember what Cam Jansen said on the show not about two weeks ago. He wants to see. Go ahead and challenge everybody to a fight. You know what happens? Guys can say no. You know what guys can't say no to getting absolutely railroaded by a big hit like we absolutely. saw on Boosh. Yeah. So Revo can do that. Revo can lower that boom and be that effective guy in a series where he could knock somebody flat on their ass. And, and that, or take and, him out of a series fully. Well, I never want to advocate for an injury. No, but I, know, but I know what you're saying. He definitely could rock a guy the right way, and unfortunately maybe he's not able to go for game three or game four or whatever yeah. it is. But – I think Ryan Reeves can do that. I want to see the Bruins for me it's, in Florida second round and take out the Lorax and beat him by his mustache. For me, it's the Bruins. Uh, you know, the history's there. Um, the rivalry's there. And, you know, I, I think it, it's been long overdue for us to uh, slay them in the playoffs. We shall see if we can slay the beast. Well, we got the GBU rolling up on us now. The good, the bad, the ugly on the Maple Leafs this week. The good for me is the returns. The good is the return of Cal Yarncroak. Timothy Lilligren missed a couple of games. He's back. Joe Wool back between the pipes and looking sound. I messaged our guy, Kevin Woodley, and Kevin Woodley said, I see him being the starter for the Maple Leafs for many, many years to come. So for me, the good this week is the returns and the dividends they've already paid. I'm gonna I'm going to expand on what you said. The returns, yes, I'm going to say the returns of a former player, Ilya Labushkin, because our GM finally showed us that he's serious and he wants to give this team the juice to help push us into the playoffs. That is my good this week. There you go. Okay, for me, the bad this week, the bad is just the snake bittenness that is the empty net for the Maple Leafs. Tyler Bertuzzi misses one. Last night, Mitch Marner misses an empty net, and it ends up being an icing and a Vinny Trocek goal. That, to me, is bad. Get the puck out of the zone, yes, but don't ice it. It has become an issue for this squad, sealing the deal. And I know a couple of games, we've won them. The icing didn't hurt us, but we've seen last night exactly what it can do against elite teams And the Rangers, yes, folks, are elite, number three in the national. You don't want to give them the opportunity to climb back into a game. So I will say the icings are my issue. I want, I kind of want to feed off of that. Um, 
so I don't know if you saw this last night, but for example, you said Mitch Marner backhanded it and it was icing. I don't know if you saw this. It might've been the play before it, or it might've been in a total separate period. Matthews won the faceoff and it went into the corner. Mitch Marner had it and he tried to backhand it out of the freaking zone. Yep. And I, I've been talking about this for weeks. I hated it. And I was like, dude, you have your forehand available. Just freaking get it up and out of the zone. And it, what happened was it got turned over and the Rangers got a chance. And it just scares the bejeebus out of me because it, come playoff time, that will lead to a goddamn goal. The glass is your friend. Yes. The glass is your I don't friend. Care if it, I don't care we'll if it's a little little muffin on the glass. Just get it enough out of the friggin' zone. That's what I've been saying but for weeks. My goodness, it scared me. And I was like, like for instance, if Mitch took a second to go to the forehand on that uh, empty netter, I think it would have went in. No problem. I think he needs to get away from that backhand. It was... It was atrocious, and it scared the living shit. Even still, just chip it out of your zone and then look for a neutral zone battle to win the puck yeah. and put it in the net. Absolutely. That way you save yourself the icing. I mean, that's the goal is to get it out of your own zone. It will yeah. then take them 15 to 20 seconds to re-rack and re-go back. And if you muck with them in the center ice area in the neutral zone, then you're probably going to kill the clock. That's all you need to do there. But our bads pretty much line up together. The ugly for me is the injuries. The injuries this week, they bit us. Timothy Lilligren, Giordano concussion, Labushkin looking like concussion. Yeah. So, and there's a few other things that are starting to scare me. We saw last night, Austin Matthews, wrist and hand taped up. Yeah. A la last year, and we all know what happened last year. And I'll say this, the velocity on the shot Saturday night didn't look the same as snappiness as it's been, no. which does worry me because I don't want a lame duck Austin Matthews going into the playoffs. No, so for I, me, it's the ugly, it's the injuries. I would have to agree again on this one too. The ugly, uh, the injuries, the injuries are, are going to hurt us. Um, and like you said in our group chat, I, I think if if Matthews is banged up, you got to rest him. There is, there's no if, ands, or buts about it. He hit 50. That's, a, that's an accomplishment on the season yep. enough. I don't give a rat's ass about 70 at this point. I want him rested for the playoffs. And you can Well, don't we do said it best already. They don't care about individual awards in that room. They have one goal and one thing they want to win. Here's your chance to prove it, Austin. Yep. If you're hurting, stop chasing 70, park your biscuits and rest up. 100%. And you know I I think it you kind of saw it last night that you know when he broke into the zone even like a one-on-one he wasn't, it didn't look like he was totally confident in just ripping it. He kind of went, tried to battle around and battle for the the net to get the chance on um, right in front of the goalie. Uh, I thought that was kind of a demonstration of that. But yeah, the, the injuries sucked that Boosh came in first game and Rempy ran him. Uh, we could almost talk about that and that kind of charging aspect, but it's all good. Uh, we forgive him, forget. Uh, nice, good fight in that game. But yeah, the injuries for the ugly. Yeah, the injuries are a huge factor here, and especially going down the line. Um, you know, you're trying to add to your roster. You add in Labushkin. There will be more deals, and we'll talk about that in a moment. But it sucks to see the Russian Bear get hurt. But 
he did talk to Samsonov post game and say that he feels okay, he feels fine. Um, he also did, you know, change his Instagram avatar to the Russian bear with a Maple Leaf jersey on, which is pretty cool. So yeah. we'll see where he's at. Obviously, uh, Sheldon Keefe says a head injury. We'll see where he goes. Maybe it just gets shaken off and he's okay. Or maybe he has to miss a couple of games and then come back from whatever protocol they have in place. But speaking, Dylan, of people having things in place, our friends over at the Hockey Podcast Network, they partnered up with DraftKings. And we know hockey games, they move fast. But with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL, you can score faster than anything happening on the ice, even a rempe hit on Labushkin. This week, new customers can bet 5 bucks and get 200 instantly in bonus bets. So if you want to bet on the Leafs games this week against the Habs, the Bruins, or the Sabres, this may be your ticket. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app, use the code THPN. New customers bet just 5 bucks on the NHL and get 200 instantly in bonus bets. Only on DraftKings.com. Sportsbook with the code THPN. The crown, it's yours. Gambling problem? Call one 800 Gambler or visit www.1800gambler.net in New York. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in Connecticut. Help is available for your problem gambling. Call 888-789-777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas. 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bet set to expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash hockey for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gambling resources. NHL and the NHL Shield are registered trademarks for the National Hockey League. Copyright NHL 2024. All rights reserved. So get over there. Check that out for this week for the Leafs games. Get yourself a little bit of bonus bets with our French DraftKings with the pro code THPN. Speaking of getting some things, the Leafs getting Joel Wool back. So obviously with him on the cusp of returning, I had to ask a few questions around. And it was brought to my attention that this guy is going to be the goaltender for the Maple Leafs. He is the heir apparent in the crease. So I don't expect to see Sammer probably resigned. I think you're going to see Joel Wool be the guy. And a lot of the metrics, a lot of the numbers that I brought to your guys' attention and that was brought to mind by Kevin Woodley, says that Joel Wool is that guy. He is that goaltender of the future. He does pass the smell test. Obviously, he needs to stay healthy, but I do believe this guy will be the, the crease rocker for the Maple Leafs for a very, very long time. He is the brick wall for a reason. Excited to see him back between the pipes, Dilly. I know you got the autograph picture there of your boy, Joel There's a reason. Wool. There's a weird reason why I got this. Uh, you know, him and Nice were at the autograph signing, obviously. Um, you know, I debated about getting his, his, and I'm really glad that I did. Um, honestly, a very genuine, genuine human being. I know I've said it before, but um, I really just hope that, you know, the pressure doesn't ever get to this guy. Um, he doesn't seems like, like a, will. a happy-go-lucky guy. Um, he's always smiling ear to ear. He knows how to just like, it seems like he just wants to play games and enjoy hockey and bring a smile to Leafs nation. And no you know what? social media either. No, which is good. And you know what? I, who, I don't know who posted. It might've been somebody on the Leafs, but have you seen him, this man play piano? Oh, I know. I know. He's a, this man, he's a, he's a complete package. I don't know. I, I don't know. Where he came from, where he 
did this, where he learned it, obviously probably growing up, but it's actually probably something that has helped him, you know, with his uh, hand-eye coordination type of type of sort of thing. I honestly really do think that um, he's going to thrive in Toronto, and I think he's going to be here a very long time. Um, well, his preparation is nuts. Like yeah. he'll well, he watched that game that just happened, and he will break down every shot and every movement and everything that he did, and he'll watch every single thing. And every mistake that he made, he picks up on immediately and tries to correct. Or he'll go out on the ice with Curtis Sanford and say, okay, I was on this angle when I should have been at this angle. I pivoted this time when I should have pivoted here. You know, I have my glove at this angle. It should have been at this angle. Like every little microcosm. He studied the entire time he was injured. He was in the tape room watching every single bit of tape on himself to make sure he knew where he was and where he needed to be. This guy is constantly learning constantly wants to know all the new tools so he has them in his toolbox to use them going forward so this guy is a real deal he's obsessed real deal. in in the right way you know what i mean mm. and also fun fact he is a card collector if you didn't know so Ooh. if you, if you ever run into him and you want him to sign a hockey card he will totally understand and sign a hockey card another guy that signed but i don't think we'll see again until the playoffs is Mark Giordano. And I say that with a heavy heart because he lost his father. He's going through a lot in that regard. But then he comes back. I don't and I'm not saying that he got injured because he wasn't into it. That's a lot on your brain. A lot going on in your body, your mind, your family, your friends, everyone who was affected by this. And you're going out and trying to play a game that goes a million miles an hour and he goes headfirst into the boards obviously was not good coming off the ice, was okay in the locker room, seemed decent the next day is what Keith said. I think Gio will be out for a little while, and I do think it'll be good for him to kind of just let all the waters calm and then come back towards the end of the season uh, and into the playoffs and be a depth option for the Maple Leafs. It just sucks because my heart goes out to him, you know, a lot of things happening. And you really just want to get back on the ice and try to put your best foot forward. But right now for Gio, I think health-wise, best thing for him to do is to step away for a minute. 100%. Yeah, no, I, I don't know if, James, you've had a concussion at all or anything. Multiple. Um, but, uh, like, going on the ice with a concussion is just, like, it, it totally th- kind of throws you off. Like, you'll, you know, take the one week off of, like, for example, I was at sc- I was in school. I took a week off school because I couldn't have any like bright lights. I had to be, you know, in a shaded room. Um, I took it off uh, off school, and then I went back. Like I was feeling great in my normal day to day life, and then I went like to go and do a practice, and I couldn't last like twenty minutes, ten minutes. Like I was just instantly dizzy. So like it takes a long process to just get back on the ice. So like whatever time he needs, not only to help with that, but help with the mental side of it after going through a loss that is as heavy as that. Um, I, I think it's something that he should focus on and, uh, you know, regroup and, and uh, get good for the playoffs. Yeah, no, we wish the best for Gio. Hopefully Gio's back soon. A uh, guy that is back with the Maple Leafs and is the Swiss army knife for this lineup is, Callie Yarncroke, man, and did he ever look good with Bobby McMahon and Mr. John Tavares? That looks like a solid playoff type line to me. I know we got to find a place for Robo to play, but right now, seeing Callie Yarncroke come back, 
full ability on the penalty kill, full ability on the power play, full ability on whatever line you want to put him on. This guy is a guy you need that can really help you out down the stretch. It would be a guy that you would trade for, in my opinion, in Cali Yarn Croak. So at least kind of get him back as a trade acquisition, an own acquisition, back healthy and ready to go. And his speed definitely does not hurt. It allows Tavares to be a natural pivot in the middle, kind of be a little bit slower if he needs to. But he has the crash and bang of Bobby McMahon and the quickness and retrieval of Cali Yarncroke. So Yarns, baby, I'm glad you're back and healthy and ready to go, man. Yeah, absolutely. I'm just watching this. I, I don't think I forgot the uh, goal here by John Tavares, but um, prime example. Oh, yeah, that goal. Um, you know, Yarns picked it up on the boards or picked it up off the boards, uh, circled around, shut it on net, and uh, Tavi was there to tip it into the net. And that was, I don't know if that was the go ahead or the uh, the one to tie it in the second there. It was the go ahead. Um, in the third, sorry. But prime example, uh, Johnny T's doing all the uh, all the uh, dirty work out front, like he uh, he should be, and he's in the spot to score. Uh, Yarns is doing his job at trying to cycle the puck around and uh, get the opportunity to shoot the puck on net. Um, I think I think Yarns' speed is speaks for itself in this game. Um, he's a he's a guy that's great on the penalty kill, like you said, and. Uh, He's somebody that adds a little bit of the Swedish juice, like I, I love to say. Uh, How sweet it Maple is. Leafs. Yes, for this Maple Leafs lineup. All right, so the other guy we got is Bush. We got Bush back in a trade. Excited for the Russian Bear. I know he's going to bring some thunder to this lineup. We know he's going to be back. Yep. So it's going to take a minute. That's okay. We know we got coming in the pipeline with Bush. He's a guy who's clicked with Riley. Guys, so many people were upset about this trade. Why are you upset about a guy? They can play the right-hand side naturally. Can play with Riley, no problem. It's a red line and back type of defenseman. Can clear the front of the net. Block shot like a mother. Can lower the boom himself. And has zero issue mixing it up after the whistle with guys who want to be this prickish kind of guys like the Sam Bennett's, like the Brad Marchands, like the DeBrusques. So he'll be right in there along with McCabe, along with Benoit, so if you like Benoit, explain to me why you do not like Ilya Labushkin. 100%. Because some chart told you not to like him? Yep. Because he's not liked because he was on an Anaheim Duck team that is down at the bottom of the barrel? Come on. We all know what happens when guys get put in better positions. Bush did it last time he came here from Zona. He showed us all he could play with Morgan Riley, and he priced himself out of town because he played so well. He got a nice payday from the Buffalo Sabres. The Leafs couldn't afford to retain him because he upped his value a la Luke Shen, last playoff run for the Maple Leafs. So guys do come here, and the Leafs tax does happen for them where they get paid. So let Boosh cook, let Trey cook, but I'm happy the Russian Bears on our side. Another guy who can play the Benoit-esque role. 100%. I I just looked at... uh... Uh, shots blocked by players and Bush is top 15 with 138 um, in the league, which is obviously good. I don't know if he had any block shots, obviously in, in, in the game uh, last night, but um, that that's something you need to come playoff time. Um, Benoit has only got 70, but I know he hasn't played every single game this season still. Um, 
Ilya Labushkin being somebody that, that would most likely in, in our situation be on the ice a little bit more often, that's good. You want somebody in the top 20 that's blocking shots come playoff time. Somebody that's going to get in front of that puck come playoff time so that the high danger shots don't get on net. Um, this is somebody that obviously played really, really well with Morgan Riley um, and allowed Morgan Riley to um, evolve his game come playoff. You know, I think if Boosh was uh, a part of the Leafs last playoff run, um, you would have seen uh, a, a larger margin of Riley being Riley. Riley came out and lit on fire come the first because round of Luke Shen, because of a stay at home red line and back defenseman who allows Morgan Riley to be the full fledged version of Morgan Riley. Absolutely. And Labushkin will do the same. So this is only going to complement Morgan Riley's game and it'll help the Leafs overall and let Morgan do Morgan Boosh do Boosh. Perfect setup come playoff time. Listen, Morgan Riley had the best dad jokes there was. They asked him, he says a huge boosh. Huge boosh for the boys. Yeah. So absolutely. I love it. I absolutely love the dad jokes. Sheldon Keefe, just want to touch on this one quickly. Sheldon Keefe got fined this week going after the referees. Now I talked to Jabe Jackson last week, and he always told me that he gave coaches enough Benefit leash yeah. to bark it out. But then when he put his hand up to stop, coaches stopped. stopped. Well, guess what? Sheldon Keefe did stop. But then he calmly tried to address the ref on the same situation, and the anyway. ref had already had enough. Apparently, there was something said that crossed the line. Here's the thing. One thing Sheldon Keefe needs to do, much like Michael Bunting needed to do last year, is not just close the mouth. Go up oh. to those officials when they work the next game. And say sorry, buddy. Even apologize on both sides, bury the hatchet, and move forward. Because yeah. if you hold the grudge, Paul Maurice will tell you exactly how long and how far that grudge can go. Yeah, yeah. And I'm talking following you from team to team to team. So bury the hatchet. Whatever you said that crossed the line, because obviously there, there was something. Oh, yeah. Everybody knows and everybody's acknowledged there was something that crossed the line. Even William Nylander, yes, told him to calm the hell down. Settle down. Good. So next time those refs are working your game, make it a point before the game to go out on that bench, have a conversation, clear the air, calm the waters, move forward, because you don't want anything lingering going into the playoffs if you're Sheldon Keefe. It's not even just about that. It's about being the, the bigger man and trying to, you know, forgive and forget. That, that is the, the the epitome of it, but the same thing is people are petty. In 100%. every walk of life, and I don't care 100%. who you think you are, people are petty, and if they have a moment to be petty, they oh, will I, pet. I, I, Prime no, example. And it'll be in a moment that matters, right? Yeah, 100%. All right, Dylan, we're not going to be able to have you on, obviously, Thursday night where you're going to be working. I want to know what Dylan's trade targets are for the Maple Leafs. Give me a forward. Give me a defenseman. Just one of each? One of each. Your premier targets for the Leafs. Um, I'm going to go with... Mario Ferraro. Ooh, the Ferrari. Uh, he is, I think he's from Toronto area. Uh, I, I know that 32 he's the TTA has, boy, yeah. has talked about him. Um, this guy is top 
five in block shots. Uh, I don't know what his shot is. I do believe he is a right-handed shot, if I'm not mistaken. And I think, you know, considering that he's blocked that many shots on a piss-poor team says a lot. And I don't mean to jab at any San Jose Sharks fans. But, um, yeah, that's somebody you come playoff time, I think, could do the Leafs a lot of good um, to help them go deep in the playoffs. Now a forward. Honestly, I I think I'm kind of like debating what we kind of need in a sense of do we need a winger or do we need a centerman? And in my eyes, like Domi, Burt, and Nylander are flourishing on that second line. You have the ability to switch out Domi to go to the wing. Nylander can step in as center at any point, or you can just leave Domi at center. Tavares, he's great on the third line. I love the setup there. Where I don't know is the fourth line in camp. Um, and that's where, (laughs) that's where I would say, um, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I would say like, I would love Boone Jenner, but I know that he, I think he's out of the question. I think that they want, they don't want to move him there. That was already said on the radio show, uh, the Jeff Merrick show. They don't want him gone. Ownership likes him. General manager likes him. Team likes him. Goddamn Dorchester boys doesn't want to, doesn't want to leave. Um, yeah, somebody like I, I'm gonna say Blake Coleman because I know that um, you know you've been ringing the bell, but um, a penalty killer. Um, it, the only issue I have with saying that name is I don't know how easy it's going to uh, be to take him away from Calgary. I'll tell you right now, I'm done beating the drum for any Calgary Flame players. I want Blake it's Coleman. <laughs> Stop right there. I don't care. Calgary Flames can go kick rocks for all I care. Yeah, they can come knocking on our door with Noah Hannafin. I'd laugh in their face because I'm done with them. Yep. They want to play the games and try to charge Toronto attacks to pay more to get players when they're going to deal them for seconds anyway. You know, go kick rocks. See you later. We'll find our business elsewhere. I think the Maple Leafs deal with the Anaheim Ducks. I think they get Adam Henrique, uh, penalty killer. Guy can play in your bottom six, center wing, doesn't matter. He uh, can play top six if he needs to, too. If you need him to. Don't need him to right now, but if you need to, definitely he's there. But also you go there and you say, I want that. And then Davidson's been scouting. He's the uh, Columbus Blue Jackets president and GM right now. He was scouting the Marlies. Marlies, So give me Peaky from – or Peke or whatever, how you say his name. I don't know how you say it. But you know what I'm saying is P double E K E. Yeah, there so you go. Get him over here. P double E K E. That's uh. you know. So if if that's who you're scouting, go get him. Or if that's yeah. who you want, get him. Um, Gabranson would be fun. I think the cost is too much yeah. cap wise. But if you can bring in him or even Borgen from Seattle, find somebody to put in this okay. defense. But those yeah. are my targets. We'll see what happens. We will have, ladies and gentlemen, a tread de- trade deadline show. Tread. On Thursday evening, not a tread, a trade. Yes. But we will have a special episode as well this week. Our boy, Joey Ferg, Flo Joe Ferguson, Flo Buds. Flo Joe. creator of the Domi and Burt shirt that you yeah. saw on the broadcast. 
will be gracing the airwaves and I'll be wearing one of his shirts because I did pick up last year the Pappy 34. Cool. So we go way, way back. But I want to have him on the show, obviously. That's got some notoriety, man. I'm excited for the man. He's going to take off the day. He's got a video of Nylander saying he loves the Willie Styles shirt. Good. Morgan Riley loves the notorious Morgan Riley shirt. He deserves so, it. I love it, man. The pump up is there. But Dilly, I think it's time to tell the fans this is Offside Hockey Talk, where the Maple Leafs and hockey, Come you know what? To talk. There you go. 